Beyond Governance, Making Sense of Doing Business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making. A very good morning to you and a very warm welcome to this installment of Beyond Governance at 101.9 High FM. My name is Nimrod Tumbele and I'm delighted to share this space and time with you, the beloved listener of the show, as we celebrate Firin Day. Freedom Day marks an important part of history in South Africa. On the 27th of April 1994, all South African countrywide for the first time exercised their rights to vote in a country first in the country's first democratic elections. It highlighted the beginning of a new journey of building a new South Africa that truly belongs to everyone who lives in it. Dispensing with this nostalgia, one has contend that there is a grim reality in the sense that majority of South Africans I have very, very little to celebrate. Frankly, fr- frankly speaking, I could not agree with them uh, as overwhelming majority of the population are languaging in abject poverty. The unemployment rate currently sitting at about what, 40%, which translates to just over uh, 9 million South Africans who are unemployed. Youth unemployment is staggering, sitting at about 66%. Um, and these figures do not suggest there's anything that we need to celebrate about. As a matter of fact, they call on us to aggressively uh, push the envelope by having a robust conversation and policies that are translated into employability of majority people. It is on this basis that that show, uh, this show contributes or stimulates the conversation on a number of economic fronts by highlighting critical economic drivers such as productivity, competitiveness mindset, innovation, intellectual property, benchmarking, ethics and ethical conduct, corporate governance, and of course transformation uh, as an overarching agenda. These conversations, in my view, can only sharpen our posture as a community that seeks to be counted among the best in the world. Why that we execute policies and programs uh, over and above that, having a very strong accountability culture. These are two critical issues. We've got enough policies that means that, that are well-rounded and very sound, but accountability is lacking, implementation is lacking. So for us to address these mega challenges that I've already alluded to, just need to build a very strong accountability culture, a very strong meritocracy and making sure that we've got the right people in the right jobs at the right time all the time. Anyway, if you miss our previous show, not to worry, simply download the podcast and listen to some of the very captivating conversation. Last week, if you might recall, we had a, a guest who is no longer a stranger to the show, Bethel Zabini, who is an executive at the Group of Companies as well as president of African Women in Energy and Power. Uh, which is an initiative which is seeking to accelerate the participation of African women uh, in the full value chain of power and energy in Africa and contribute towards addressing continental issues around poverty. In my view, the conversation was very impressive in so many ways. We're beginning to see some pockets of excellence, uh, particularly from, from a gender perspective, which she was, she was able to share with us. Talking of sharing, download the podcast. Uh, we, we will be delighted to hear your thoughts and views. Our SMS line, of course, is 34519. And of course, I will I welcome your thoughts and views via the, my Twitter handle, which is at Bella Nimrod. As uh, we are progressing this morning, we've got um, 
interesting conversation that I'm going to have with Solomon, who's an executive and a group chairman at Brand Hill Africa, as well as John Karengwa, who's a CEO and a convener of Invest in Africa Conference. Uh, John is also attached to Strategia Business School in Netherlands. We are going to be talking about the impending Invest in Africa Summit, another theme, unlocking trade and investment opportunities in Africa. Beyond Governance was brought to you by Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making. You are listening to Beyond Governance at 101.9 High FM. My name is Nimrod Mbenda and I'm joined by Solomon Ob, who is an executive and a group chairman at Brand Hill Africa, as well as John Karewa, who is a CEO and convener of Invest in Africa Conference. John is also attached to Strategia, Business School in Netherlands. Essence of a conversation is the impending in Africa summit under the theme unlocking trade and investment opportunities. On that note, let me welcome John. John, you're most welcome to Beyond Governance and thanks for your time. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm happy to join uh, in this discussion for Africa. How is Netherlands at the moment, John? Our Africa is very cold. Well, it, it's a bit warm. In the last two weeks, has been uh, pretty warm. And um, when it's warm, uh, everybody is all smiles. And uh, today is a holiday it's called uh, King's Day. So I uh, to do an early morning. And I'm happy to uh, be here. Most importantly, thank you very much, John. Without any waste of time, let's get to the, the gist of our conversation. Um, can you take us a little bit more about Invest in Africa Summit? What does it seek to achieve? Where the Invest uh, in Africa Summit happens on um, 1st and 2nd of July. And um, the objective is to connect African businesses with uh, international investors. You know, the challenges of uh, accessing um, capital in Africa is a challenge. You know, our banks don't focus on um, SMEs. So we are trying to connect African businesses to with international investors and other uh, global partners to do trade so that uh, we can create um, jobs for our people as well as uh, uh, deliver the much-needed uh, taxes for our governments to run. And um, we expect about um, 500 uh, participants, mainly business people, governments, or to network and do business, what you call a B2B, business-to-business, so that uh, everybody is able to uh, benefit. Thank you very much for that insight. It does seem like uh, a very interesting conference uh, that will address critical issues that are facing the, the continent, as it were. Perhaps maybe just try and also locating this particular conference. We have had numerous conferences of this nature in Africa, globally, and the biggest issue that I want us to reflect on personally is what does it mean in terms of the African Continental Free Trade Agreement? What are the critical elements that tie this particular conference with that um, agenda? If you could just take us through that, because that, that begins to create a picture and a way of understanding the synergies uh, which people need to reflect on as you proceed. The biggest challenge with Africa is uh, something called um, uh, connectivity. Whether you're talking about uh, trade connectivity in terms of uh, transport, uh, whether it's water, whether it's electricity, and the free uh, Africa continental trade area does that connecting uh, country to country to do business so we're able to create a uh, one large uh, uh, trade block 
that gives you know our African people the opportunity to access uh, goods coming from uh, different countries, and that has really helped, for example, um, uh, European Union. So Africa Free Continental Trade Area allows um, country to country to trade. We find uh, it's easy for Africa to trade with Europe. Yet, if you were to trade with each other, the continent uh, would greatly uh, benefit, uh, create jobs, access goods between border to border. And um, last year, the Africa Free Continental Trade Area was launched, and uh, each country, uh, different countries, I think 53 countries have already signed uh, that agreement. So all we are doing now is the implementation, and it will be very, very, very beneficial to the African people to trade uh, with uh, each other. Open borders. So there's um, access to goods and services, and, and that's the way to go because no country can uh, say it, it can uh, itself dependent. We all depend on each other and as African people, and I think we need to encourage uh, more and more trade uh, between uh, African countries. Paul, I'm sure. Can I just bring it here? Because one, you are one of the speakers in Invest Africa Summit, but secondly, one of the proponents of. Uh, um, Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement. What's your take in terms of where this summit, the conference, is in the context of what John uh, has currently pointed to, particularly when you talk about um, country country trade? Let me say, and perhaps start by thanking John for having uh, invited me to this conference as one of the speakers. And as your listeners um, may know by now, I'm a brand architect, so I will be looking at how do we position um, Brand Africa as a viable destination for foreign direct investment. But beyond that, how do we brand position made in Africa's uh, products to make them palatable uh, to foreign markets? This is very important. And Perhaps let me also share my excitement with you and your listeners to say that just three days ago, I was elected uh, as a fellow of the Chartered Institute of Marketing of the UK. It has been a 10-year journey because in 2012, when I first joined them, they rated my body of work uh, at an associate level. And 10 years later, uh, they put me right on top as a fellow. So this is worth uh, celebrating. But coming back to the issue today, the conference is important because the Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement seeks to abolish trade tariffs on up to 90% of the products, but products which are produced within the continent. This therefore means that um, Africans will then be consuming uh, made in Africa products very affordably. And in that regard, all imports that are dumped onto the continent will no longer compete on price with made in Africa products. So they will lose that price competitive edge. But but then this means that all these other continents will be forced to invest in Africa instead of just exporting their products into the continent. They will invest in their manufacturing taking place right here in Africa. As you know, 
Um, right now, Africa exports raw materials. They get beneficiated abroad, and then we reinvest them at a higher price as Africa. So the Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement seeks to stop that. So for me, this is where we should situate this important conference uh, that John has organized to say we need to attract all those investors uh, to come and establish shop, manufacturing shops on the continent so that they could be able to benefit. And establishing shop on the continent means partnering with Africans. Therefore, this means that they will be able to create jobs on the continent. They will pay taxes on the continent. And this will mean that African countries' uh, economies will then grow. And when the economies grow, then our people uh, will be able to benefit from that. Therefore, we will deal with the issue of unemployment, we will deal with the issue of poverty, and we will also deal with the issue of inequality. And these are the issues that the United Nations um, Sustainable Development Goals speak to. On that note, let me just once again, uh, now that the cat is out of the bag, congratulate you for your appointment as the fellow at the Chatham Institute of Marketing in the UK. It's certainly not a small fry. Once again, congratulations um, for for that uh, particular achievement. One of the biggest things that you have highlighted, and I just want to bring John here, is the whole issue of connectivity. And I I kind of liked how you firmly contextualize this particular conference so that it begins to dovetail with existing macro plan, uh, which find expression in the Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement that one, the whole point of investors that will potentially be part of the conference have a greater understanding of the need to invest in countries where they operate. As this will create jobs, they will pay local taxes, and they would grow the economy uh, of different countries. So from that point of view, that's a very useful thing to at least comprehend. But coming back, John, when we started, you indicated that the majority of businesses in Africa, financial resources or financial capital. So to what extent is this conference going to bring together these financial institutions to aid businesses? Just take us through that thinking and how do you see being practicalized? Sometimes um, there's a bit of misunderstanding in this part of the world when people talk about Africa. Uh, Sometimes people think Africa is one country And even if you, for example, you travel to um, South Africa, unfortunately, you do not get to see the whole perspective of Africa or if you go to um, Ethiopia, because every country is different. So when we have um, different businesses coming from uh, the uh, African continent, uh, say we talk about um, Kenya, uh, Nigeria, Egypt, Ghana, the perspective uh, changes when you hear what each business is um, uh, or each, what each country is uh, is offering. We have um, country-to-country workshops uh, where each country is going to showcase what they are offering in terms of uh, investment opportunities. So when you bring these people together, then an investor has a better understanding of uh, where to invest. 
this is the whole idea of uh, this conference to um, bring different needs and opportunities. Then uh, an investor can decide um, whether they would like to go to South Africa, whether they would like to go to Ghana, whether they'd like to go to Morocco. And, and, and that's this, this is the whole importance of uh, this conference. On that note, I, I know we'll be getting heated up. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to pay the bills. We'll come back just in a second. Beyond Governance was brought to you by Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making. You are listening to Beyond Governance at 101.9 High FM. My name is Mimra Tebele, and I'm joined by Sol Molovi, who is an executive and a group chairperson at Brand New Africa, as well as John Garengwa, who is a CEO and a convener of Invest in Africa Conference. Uh, John is also attached to Strategia Business School based in Netherlands. Uh, the essence of our conversation is the impending Invest in Africa Summit, uh, organized under the theme Unlocking Trade and Investment Opportunities. Before we took that break, John was giving us a, a, a sense of the value add of this particular conference in terms of bringing uh, financiers into the picture as one of the biggest challenges that is facing uh, businesses in Africa is access to capital. I would imagine not only access to capital, but access to technology uh, and technological infrastructure. So coming back to you, John, how do you, um, you, you were sort of saying um, the conference is orchestrated to, to bring all these players together. Take us through who's who in the zoo in terms of the businesses, um, and financiers that you are bringing together into the conference. All right. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Nimrod. Um, let me give an example of last year alone, um, investors, uh, international investors, uh, invested about um, $60 billion. And, and that's what is documented in the area of technology. Technology is a trillion dollar industry. And uh, we have lots of young people, especially in Africa, who are able to create softwares and other you know, uh, apps that are worth billions, but they do not have uh, the exposure. This opportunity allows investors to put in money to develop uh, technology, and um, that's, that's only one area. We also have other sectors such as uh, real estate. The African population is still growing. The demand for housing is still uh, huge. We know Africa is, was feeding uh, the rest of the world during uh, COVID, so there's a need to develop uh, our agribusiness. There are huge tracts of land, and I can tell you for sure uh, from experience in this part of the world, there's nothing much to discover. Everything else, but Africa has huge opportunities. You know the challenges we had with the um, health sector, and not just in Africa, in fact, the whole world, uh, the whole world just realized uh, with COVID that um, our health uh, situation was not up to par. So we are inviting um, investors to invest in the health sector. The other areas such as uh, logistics, uh, fintech is huge. Uh, we're talking about our connectivity, uh, internet connections. So these are all the sectors, about 10 sectors where we are uh, inviting investors to put in their money. And the good thing is uh, Africa is ready. In fact, the, uh, the World Bank uh, has actually confirmed the ease of business, doing business in uh, countries such as uh, South Africa, Ghana, is actually better than even uh, China. So this is what we are saying. Africa is ready and we are inviting investors to put their money in uh, African-owned uh, businesses for job creation, for growth and uh, for development. Fascinating to hear. Um... Uh, it, it sounds quite interesting, uh, given the, the amount of sectors um, that you have invited in your show, um, with with a view, obviously, to try and promote connectivity from a business point of view, 
But, you know, let's bring in Saul here. John made reference to about $60 billion that had in technology that is being invested. Uh, and they are obviously looking at investing in, in real estate, health sector, logistics. And indeed, it does come across that Africa is open for business. From your perspective, Saul, what would be the key drivers of ensuring that this particular conference become a success from a branding point of view? Because as a brand architect, it's all about what uh, the eye can see. It's about the quality of the product. It's about speed. It's about innovation. Where are we from where you're sitting as a continent in addressing these big issues that you have highlighted? The most important thing is to communicate the successes that Africa through the African Union has already scored. You know, for centuries, um, Africa was branded as a dark continent. Even Simon Andholt said, whilst Germany was known for its engineering uh, competence, you have Africa being seen as a place of famine and disease and corruption and military juntas. But if you look at what the African Union has achieved so far, this governance, uh, which is very progressive um, across the entire continent, Yes, recently in West Africa, we've had uh, some hiccups where there were military coups, but credit goes to the African Union for having taken a stand, very drastic one, to suspend those countries uh, like Mali, Burkina Faso, Guinea Conakry, Sudan, uh, suspend their membership from this continental body. So this is very good. But the the greatest uh, success that you are celebrating now is the integration of the continent through the Africa Continental uh, Free Trade Agreement, which we need to celebrate because it is looking also at developing a continental policy on investment promotion and protection, meaning that um, if an investor was to put their funds on the continent, they should know that um, the rule of law uh, is determined by the agreement, um, or, uh, the Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement will secure their investments, even if uh, there's a change of government. So they should be certain that their investments are, are secured. Then this is what investors uh, are looking for. But also, perhaps, let me also congratulate Egypt for having been the biggest beneficiary of foreign direct investment uh, last year. And this enabled it to become the second biggest economy on the continent. It has overtaken South Africa, uh, which is now the third biggest uh, economy on the continent. Yes, we do say that um, South Africa is Africa's most sophisticated um, economy, but credit should go to Egypt that they managed to attract uh, more investments into the country. Uh, DRC is also on the move. Uh, they've just established DRC Invest, which is a trade and investment promotion agency, which is headed by Ben Laker. And they are also organizing a 
a conference uh, for one to invest in the DRC from the 26th to the 29th of of June uh, this year. So I'm hoping to make a stopover in the DRC on my way to the Netherlands for for this conference. In fact, I also love the appeal of line. They are saying awakening the African giant. And if you look at all the the mineral resources that the DRC is endowed with, you look at the size of the economy, you look at the fact that um, mining isn't deep like in many other African countries because it's unexplored. This makes the industry, the mining uh, sector in DRC, a highly profitable and therefore attractive to the investors. But at the same time, whilst we are promoting Africa, the successes, yes, we will also indicate to them the challenges that we are facing. And most of these challenges um, will be dealt with uh, through investments which will bring uh, development onto the, onto the continent. Just to ease the conversation, some years ago, a shoe manufacturer in Europe sent a marketing director to come and scout the market in one African country. The marketer arrived here and saw many people not wearing shoes. And he went back home to say there is no market in Africa in that country. People don't wear shoes. Ten years later, the same company sent another marketing head to the same country to come and assess the market in that country. He found the same thing, that uh, many school children were not wearing shoes. He went back and said, there's a huge market in that country. School children don't have shoes. The company immediately invested in that country. And it, as we speak today, that shoe manufacturer is the biggest brand in the school uniform market in Africa. This is a message we'll be communicating to, to investors. Yes, there is an infrastructure, as John has indicated, but it is an opportunity for them to come and partner with us on the continent so that we can develop your rail and road infrastructure so that there's interconnectivity um, between African countries. Yes, uh, ICT, we are lagging behind. And do remember that um, the NEPAT founders, um, your President Tabumbeki, um, President Olusegun Obasanjo, President Boteflika of, of Algeria, said that um, the Africa needed to focus on four main development projects. And one of them was, was the ICT. And they then appointed President uh, Abdullah Wade of Senegal, of Senegal as the project champion. And basically they said Africa has lost out on the three previous industrial revolutions, but Africa has to participate in the fourth industrial revolution as an active participant so that ultimately we shape the fourth industrial revolution in such a way that it can benefit us. So it's quite humbling, as John says, that uh, last year, 
many investors were interested uh, in supporting ICT projects coming from Africa. And I know Kenya is doing very well in terms of uh, software developments and many international investors are interested in those young software developers from Kenya. And this has to spread across the entire continent so that ultimately we become critical players in the development of of software as part of our contribution to the advancement of fourth industrial revolution. Yes, we will communicate all these things to those investors to say opportunities abound on the continent, but make sure that your partner with the locals for localization is one of the key ingredients of the provisions of the Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement. I think you hit it on a nail on a number of fronts. On a number of fronts. Let me just quickly bring in John here, particularly on the issue of communication, communicating successes. Uh, I think we all agree that one of the biggest mindset change is the role of the media in terms of giving the positive push of any investment environment. So John, from where you're sitting, what's your take on who are media partners who are coming through in, in the conference as it were? Can you take us through who are those and perhaps maybe what is an angle of investment in media because conferences such as these needs to be given significant airtime across the globe if possible so that you attract all the investor invest investment communities in and around the world as, as it were just take it through your sense of how communication print media uh, electronic media in all its formation is coming through to the party to showcase and highlight what this conference is all about and, but also taking advantage of other conferences in terms of the successes uh, and later on the gaps. Take us through that, please. Just to uh, highlight um, uh, from where I stand, there's a very, very uh, negative perception about um, Africa. Some of the images you see here on uh, uh, in media are about um, uh, negative uh, uh, differences about Africa. There are stories about poverty, uh, disease, uh, ignorance, and so on and so forth. So the media plays a very, very significant role in changing uh, that narrative and highlighting uh, some of the successes that Africa is doing. Sometimes people from the West uh, come to Africa and uh, they visit Cape Town or Johannesburg or Nairobi, and they are shocked because the stories they read on CNN uh, are about uh, Africans who live on trees. What we are doing is, um, this is very significant, working with the media to tell our story. And that's why I'm aware about um, all those investment opportunities. So we are uh, working with different uh, media houses, uh, TV, radios, um, social media to change that narrative. And uh, we are partnering with the different media houses in Africa. And um, they're giving us uh, publicity uh, and uh, would invite uh, different uh, journalists to come and uh, cover the event and also tell the story from uh, the conference in terms of uh, what would be happening. So we're kind of doing some butter trade. They give us publicity 
and we also give them an opportunity to participate in um, in the event and cover the event and, and tell us and tell our story tell our story because the problem with Africa is uh, our story is not told it's our story is told from the preview of someone else who wants to continue showing negative things about Africa but the reality on the ground is different if you look at if you look at uh, Cairo for example Cairo has a population of about 25 million people can you imagine uh, running services for 25 million people if you go to Khartoum is about uh, 20 million people and uh, our governments are able to provide service for 20 million people. That's a huge city. And so much is happening in terms of economy, in terms of job creation. So we need uh, to get our media to tell our story and not just continue um, with the negative stories uh, told to the rest of the world about Africa. Africa has huge opportunities and that needs to be highlighted by starting with our own media. Thank you very much for that because uh, we could all agree that uh, if you can't shape your you shape the narrative of where you're sitting someone else will, will do will do it for you and may not do it uh, in your favor let's have a quick break and we'll come back in a second beyond governance was brought to you by plus 94 research the science of decision making you are listening to beyond governance at 101.9 uh, hi FM. my name is Nimrod Mbele and i'm joined by solomon lobby who's an executive and group chairperson in brand hill africa and john Karengwa, who is a CEO and a convener of uh, Invest in Africa conference. Uh, we have heard so far uh, the interesting snippets of what the conference uh, is all about. Coming back to the issue that I raised just before we took that break, this is where I want to draw in. In terms of um, collaboration, to what extent the notion of collaboration is part of the conversation um, between and amongst you know, participating partners. We know that half of the issues that the element of competitiveness is useful, but it has limits. We have noted in the past that companies fail to leapfrog purely because of they, they lack the understanding, the mindset of collaboration. To what extent, the more you sitting uh, saw, the conference is going to infuse this idea of cross-pollination, collaboration, and partnership, and networking amongst the delegates. Let me start by saying collaboration and forging strategic partnerships among Africans themselves is key so that we sing from the same hymn book when we speak to international investors. And to achieve this, um, uh, Hill, in partnership with the Houghton Growth and Development Agency, uh, which is the economic development agency of the Houghton City Region, establishing what we call the Africa Investment Promotion Agency's CEO Forum. This is a forum for collaboration amongst the CEOs of economic development agencies across the continent. And once we share opportunities in in various countries, then we will have an invest uh, an investment uh, handbook, okay. uh, which will have opportunities from all these African countries. No, kind but- of uh, a document that could be taken to this investor conference so that we are able to say to them here are bankable projects from the continent and thank you very much for for that insight unfortunately we we have really run out of time let me just quickly bring in john and say john thank you very much for coming through it has been absolutely pleasure having you your parting shots about the conference please literally in 30 Uh, seconds uh thank you very much uh nimrod we are creating a one-stop shop 
for uh, Africans uh, to meet um, investors. Africa is one huge uh, market. We don't even need to trade with Europe or, or China. Africans need to trade with each other for development and job creation. Africans need to connect. This is a whole idea of uh, this conference. And we look forward to uh, many African businesses uh, networking and doing business. Uh, and, um, you know, so it's going to be a rewarding experience for all the participants and uh, value for money. What are the details for the summit? Just remind the listeners, please, the details, the, the logging details and the dates for the summit. The date is uh, 1st and 2nd of July in uh, Amsterdam, uh, Netherlands. And the, um, the, the website is uh, investinginafrica.eu, Invest in Africa Summit 2022. Um, it's an event uh, that uh, businesses uh, in Africa and outside Africa should not miss. You'll meet investors and other uh, uh, traders for the purpose of um, getting contracts for distributorship and uh, doing business, and also promoting the Africa Free Continental Trade Area, where we need to connect and do um, do business between uh, African countries. Now, thank you very much for that for those details, uh, Saul and and uh, John. Thank you very much for coming through, embracing uh, this show with your presence, and it's it has certainly been illuminating. I thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Saul, uh, and um, uh, Nimrod, Sabisa, for the opportunity. And we hope to see you all in Amsterdam on 1st and 2nd of July. Thank you very much, uh, Nimrod, and your team, and John, and hope to meet in the Netherlands. This is an excellent platform for all of us to use to advance the cause for the Africa we want. Absolutely. Thank you very much, colleagues. It's been an absolute pleasure. There you are. That was uh, Sol Monobi, who is an executive and group chairperson at Brain Hill Africa, as well as John Garewa, who is the CEO and convener of Invest in Africa Conference, uh, giving us insights of the number of uh, stakeholders or businesses that are invited to this particular conference to try and uh, promote investment in Africa. I, I wish them nothing but the best. Uh, for such innovations are quite needed. Let's do this again next week. It's an absolute pleasure. Shalom.